News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, I'm joined by Fionn Sheen, Ireland editor at the Irish Independent. Fionn, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Now, we're going to talk about something we know nothing about yet the RT yeah. plan. So, we kind of know what isn't going to be in it, but we don't know what, what will be uh, in it. So, Kevin Macker, since he's come in uh, to office in July as Director General, has been saying he is going to draft a, a plan for the future uh, of, of RTE outlining board reforms and, and cutbacks and, and set about what it is that RTE is going to do from, from now on in light of its uh, continually uh, restrained financial uh, position. Yeah, and, and getting worse because yeah. the licence fee income has so plummeted. We, we know now they're going to be down £21 million this year on licence fee revenue. They're going to be down £40 million on licence fee revenue uh, next year. Even before any of these scandals emerged, RTE were saying they'd need uh, £34.5 million. Uh, in in the budget to tide them over for for next year, they only got uh, sixteen from from government, so they were left short there. Plus all this other and these other issues. they're coming to the max of their borrowing. Yeah, and and there's also all this longer running issue about RT not being happy with the, the the license fee and saying they're not getting enough enough funding. And some consultancy reports external have have basically backed them up and said they've been asked to do an awful lot. Uh, for the amount of money that that they they have, and that, and that it's something's been fixed got to give here for so long, you know the, yeah. the rate of the uh, license fee well, has been fixed. I mean, RTE do like to point out we haven't got any license fee increase since two thousand and eight, but you do would point out to them, yeah, but it wasn't reduced during the crash either. When every other tax went up, so uh, that one hundred and sixty uh, euro license fee has been fixed since since two thousand and eight. Through bad times and through good. Uh, there was a recommendation of the, the Commission on the Future of the Media uh, that the licence fee be abolished and basically it be paid for directly out of exchequer mm. funds or money going direct to RT and other public service uh, media and uh, the Department of Finance basically said forget about it. I mean that's 160, 180 million a year at a time when we're talking about broadening the tax base so that, that isn't going to happen. So the Minister for the Media we know was due to come to government back in the summer with some sort of plan for the future of the, the licence fee and funding of RTE and bang, then the whole world uh, yeah. collapsed uh, around them with this uh, financial travesty. Yeah. Now, the, 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 the problem is at the heart of this is, you know, what RTE did in terms of the Ryan Tuberty deal. He's been vindicated, as has Noel Kelly, by various inquiries and so on. There is a letter, though, that might yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. explain I'll, everything. Yeah, so he, he's been vindicated on some aspects of it. Very definitely, um, he was he was vindicated about the the understatement of his uh, his wages over the course of three years uh, up until twenty twenty. The, the jury is still out, and people can make their own mind up about the the, the Renault deal and where the default lay there. But what we do know is that there was a meeting in twenty twenty attended by D Forbes the RT Director General uh, and Noel Kelly, Ryan Tuberty's agent, where this deal was discussed and D Forbes agreed that RTE would underwrite it. So basically, if Renault wouldn't pay the deal, uh, pay the money as, as part of the deal, if something went dry, RTE uh, would pay it, guaranteeing it 75 grand a year. And that's actually what happened because... Our, the Renault, pandemic came along. The pandemic came along. Renault said, listen, we can't do anything here for this, this money. So RTE ended up uh, paying uh, that money. We know this from testimony from Noel Kelly. We know this from Noel Kelly sending uh, an email to RT subsequent to that that meeting and outlining what was discussed at it. What we don't have are the are the minutes of the meeting 
Uh, and effectively, what RT have been been saying uh, is that this is a, a legal note because there was a lawyer inside in that meeting. Attorney-client privilege applies. If we release this, it compromises all our in, uh, integrity around legal advice. And the same legal affairs department, RT provides uh, advice to RT prime time investigates, and you'll be you'll be undermining that entire system. The RT, the Dodd Public Accounts Committee have said tough. We want to see, <laughs> but I mean, the, the, the anyone here. Uh, can waive privilege. Now, I presume yeah. if there's a lawyer there and Noel Kelly was there, and this uh, d- deal has uh, the kind of the legal framework. Yeah. That if Noel Kelly waived uh, mm. the right uh, to privacy on this, yeah. and RT waived the right to privacy, no problem. Yeah, and and, and Noel Kelly eff- effectively has, in that he's he's spoken about it at the Iraqis uh, committees. He's released uh, correspondence. So I mean, if they need to formally go through the path of, are you happy for privilege to be waived here? Uh, you assume he'd say yes. The the issue is that RT is the client. Uh, but RTE could, as any client they, could, they, they could waive privilege yeah, if they RTE wanted to. Yeah, have been, have been stuck on the moral high ground uh, on, on this one and basically uh, have been digging in on it, but were pretty much told flat out <clears throat> at the last appearance at the Dodd Public Accounts Committee that this was an untenable position. And in fact, Alan Kelly uh, of the Labour Party, former minister, saying that, that Kevin Backer's position would be untenable if they can't resolve uh, this matter. So on on foot of that, where um, RTE were, were sent away and told to sort this out, uh, they have come back now and said, OK, what we're willing to do is get another solicitor's firm to look at the notes that our solicitor took at that meeting, do a do their a summary. Own, a summary of that, an assessment of it, and give you that. But you can't tell anybody about it. You can't discuss it in public, and you can't publish it. Okay. Uh, finally, if you know, let's go back to the plan. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Kevin Backhurst has a, a blank sheet of paper. You'd think, right? But no, he doesn't. But there are caveats. Yeah. What are the caveats? So he he can't have compulsory redundancy. So if you are to turn around and say we are shutting down this section uh, of of RTE, we no longer think it it functions. We don't think it's worth worth you doing. Can't do that. It. You can't really do that because the savings would come from the, the reduction in staff numbers, but actually those those people can't be made redundant. You can offer a voluntary uh, redundancy package. Likewise, on privatisation, part privatisation probably will be accepted by government. There has been a lot of talk about 2FM, that it is commercially viable, therefore could be could be sold off. Uh, the difficulty again will be you know union considerations and how that mm. that, that works out but it's been Cork, done in the past in, in Cork, Studios, uh, Cork Studios Limerick uh, in need of a bit of an owl upgrade you'd have to you'd have to say uh, Limerick Studios they've, they've tried before and failed so the indications from Catherine Martin around budget time were she doesn't really want to see RTE becoming a Dublin centric organisation so she's not going to be able to wear that the regionals uh, are shut down and you know what's going to happen if, if RTE come out and say well, we're shutting down the Limerick office and the, the, today at the Limerick FM studios there uh, the Limerick TDs will, will rear up if you say it about Cork then the Cork TDs will rear up so they're not going to get anywhere there they've looked at the sale of the Donnybrook campus if you were to sell that lock stock and barrel tomorrow you'd get around about 500 million but your problem would be where you do you build go something. you got to build something else you got to move all the staff and so on so it looks uh, like what is under consideration is a sell off of another tranche of land they, they sold off um 
effectively a field up the up the far uh, end uh, of the, the campus um, in the last decade. They got about 98, 100 million for that. There's a site now beside that, which is basically uh, the RT radio centre, the old RT radio centre, which is, is listed. gradually being evacuated. You'd have to, which you'd is have listed to say. though, I think. It's listed and there's a difficulty there, but there is land around that. There's a car park uh, at, at the back of it. So they're probably looking at that and saying, right, could we also sell sell that off given that there's going to be development uh, on the on the other side of it? What we do expect, obviously, voluntary redundancies and what will be interesting to see will be cutbacks on services. What are RTE going to say? We're not going to be doing these things uh, anymore. And the government are quite clear. They don't want a list of options being presented to them. They don't want, you can have this or you can have that or else you can give us money. They want, what exactly are you doing? And they're saying there's a 40 million bailout on the table. We want decisions, not a menu. Yeah. All right, Fiona Sheen, Ireland editor of the Irish Independent. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.